Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our radio drama podcast. Tonight we are bringing you part three, the conclusion of the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show, The Quest for Everest. If you haven't heard the last two weeks, go listen to those and then come listen to this one. You are going to love it. Joining me to introduce the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show, Quest for Everest, part three. Here he is, James Napoli. Wow, that was a You lot. almost called me Quest for Everest Part 3. That was interesting. It was. It was like I was introing Quest for Everest Part 3. I think that should be your new pen name, Quest like for it. Everest Part 3. I'll, I'll use it. This is some wild and wacky comedy writing. Before we talk a little bit about some of the characters, I just want to ask you, this is stream of consciousness, several scenes on every page type of writing. You know, what's your advice out there for comedy writers who are listening to this going, oh my gosh, how do you even write something like <laughs> like that? Well, it's a good question. And, and, and before we went on the air here at the podcast, um, you and I were talking about what I was calling the whoosh effect yes, of Grantham Croydon. Effect. Something is always going whoosh and right. coming in. And I think that that was probably my technique for writing this, is that almost every line, if I pictured somebody animated as mm -hmm. it were coming from off stage whoosh <laughs> right, like, and coming on stage within a second in a right. big whoosh yeah that it's almost every line is delivered that way or every scene is compacted within that whoosh that's interesting so give it some sort of like physical momentum to kind of bring you in and out of scenes is the way you sort of made yourself propel forward yeah i think so because it was basically like just quick jokes and then switch scenes Mm -hmm. you know, quick jokes, switch, switch scenes. The other thing is, too, is that somebody, and this sort of got, uh, you know, I don't want to say that Family Guy ripped me off, but, <laughs> you know, someone references something and lo and behold, it appears. That's right. right? So. And that was that was definitely like, you know, this was definitely, you know, the, the, that, that, family, that Family Guy adult swim before adult swim type of writing, I right. think. So if you're out there and want to buy a great show, like, I think you can, should come uh, talk to James and I. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk a little bit about some of the characters in this one. We have so many awesome characters in this one uh, that, that are returning, but we also meet some brand new ones in this one as well. Yes, uh, Edmund Hillary's son, Pete, yes. <laughs> who's trying to uh, open a bar uh, up on top of Everest. Oh, and then he ends up getting that awful singer. Oh, right. Yes, the wonderful Tracy Crouch, okay. who, you know... It, it, it plays Geraldine in mm -hmm. these three episodes, and boy, does she uh, she she canary sing for you! Wow, and, uh, it's, it's beautiful, and yeah. and, and it's, that ends up being something in the episode. Right, her very badness becomes yes. something that's useful. Right. I, I I don't know what Tracy is better at as an actress. This sort of like bad Geraldine singing, or that like long elongated cry, cry that know. she does, which is so. I think this is in this episode too. I think yeah, I think all those are in this episode. <laughs> we do have to mention though the Pete character you were talking about, uh, wonderful played by Gil, Gil Glasgow. Glasgow yes. Very like Walter Houston inspired performance. Do you think about that? You know? <laughs> yes, <laughs> kind of like the old, yeah, the old like prospector, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's so great. It's so great. I think everyone's really going to enjoy this one. It's also bringing the trilogy to like a final epic conclusion. And Todd Sherry's Edward Edward Edwards has quite a big finish in this one. Yes, a huge finish in this one. If you've if you've been a fan of his sorry pussies in the last three. <laughs> right now, anybody that's listening to this is going, What? Well, sorry pussies in the last three? Yep. Go back and listen to one and go two. back. You're gonna And enjoy the this other one. Grantham has that too, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's always a trademark. So I say we let everybody enjoy this one at home. James, thanks so much for this three-part trilogy, for all the wonderful comedy and energy you put into these. It was a really 
real, real thrill for me to be able to produce these and direct these and have the cast around me. But it all started with your words. Great. And it's a thrill to hear them. That's, it's really fun. We, James and I are really proud of these. When we sat down to record the intro, first thing we were like is, we love these pieces. Yeah. These are three really good ones. So make sure you check out these 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 three Grantham Croydons. But let's toss it out there to the New Frequency stage for part three of the Grantham Croydon All Wonder. The, boy, that's easy for me to say. It's like a comedy already. The Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show. He said it. The quest for Everest. Take it away. New Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. Pretty clever in two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful curiosity. In one. New frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another episode of our irreverent comedy series, the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show. This is the final installment of our three-part trilogy titled Grantham Croydon and the Quest for Everest. It's the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show. You never know where Grantham's gonna go. Attention, attention, your attention, please. The part of the mail carrier in tonight's program will be played by a specially selected intern from the theater arts department at UC Irvine. Yes. Tonight's episode, Grantham Croydon and the Quest for Everest Part 3, is brought to you by... Mars. In this time of world unrest and a presidential campaign, don't forget we are still screwing around with Mars. And now, we take you to the sitting room at the Grantham Croydon Estate where Grantham's loyal manservant, Edward Edward Edwards, sits by the fire in his study. My name is Edward Edward Edwards. Where a giant bucket of water is mysteriously tipped onto his head. Oh, my. And an arrow narrowly misses going right through his left shoulder. Oh, oh, but I... And finally, a stray frisbee hits him right in the head. What are you saying? Oh, this is outrageous. You've been on top for two episodes now, Edwards. Well, I thought you liked it when I was on top. Never mind. This is the final installment of this Grantham saga, and it is time I showed you who was boss. But I thought Tony And remember, the name is... Corey. Oh, dear. I see. Corey. All right, start the show, Edwards. Very well, but it's demeaning to have my influence on the show diminished in this way. If I wanted to be kept down while the other cast members were groomed for stardom, I'd go on Saturday Night Live. Get on with it. Very well. Now then, my name is Edward Edward Edwards, and as I sit in my armchair... Oh, sorry, pussy. As I was saying, my name is Edward Edward Edwards, and when I last heard from Grantham Croydon, the hapless trillionaire in the world alone for only the second time, he was nearing the top of Mount Everest with his machine which thickens the air at high altitudes. His companions, Guido and Geraldine, were determined to open a nightclub atop Everest, but Lafarge and Team Starbucks were following close behind. They also had with them Sheila, the singing Sherpa, or as they call her in Nepal, say that three times fast. Sheila and Grantham had fallen in love from afar, and oh, I do wonder what has become of Master Grantham since he last wrote. Why, who could that be? I'm not expecting... I wonder who is... I wonder who is at the door. 
Hello, I've brought your mail. Oh, why, it's the mail carrier from the Theater Arts Department at UC Irvine. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And here's your mail, Mr. Edwards. There he is. That's Mr. Edwards, everybody. What on earth are you doing? Children's theater. It's fun and educational. Look, could you just move Say, it along? Say, kids, Edwards here is quite a person. Did you know his body is made up of mostly water? And that he needs calcium to keep his bones and teeth growing? How about that, Mr. Edwards? Why, he's just like all of you, too! Please, we need to move on That's with the That's right! Sto- each and every one of you is made up of mostly water, too! And each of you needs calcium for your bones and teeth, too! And you can get that calcium in milk or yogurt or any Say, kind of Corey, great dairy yes, product. Say, Corey, yes, Edwards. Yes, perhaps by working together we can get rid of this little twit. Got you covered, Edwards! Hit it, sound designer Dick Schroeder! Oh, nicely done. Goodbye, mail carrier. But I... Ah! <clears throat> now then. Ah, oh, yes, the mail has brought word from Master Grantham. Once again, I shall hear of his latest escapades as I open this letter. Oh, and get a paper cut. <laughs> and you and I will find out together what has transpired in the brand new life of Grantham Croydon. Edwards. Oh, you swine. Well, myself, Guido, and Geraldine finally made it to the top of Mount Everest. Thanks to my air thickening device, we were able to breathe normally. Following close behind were Lafarge, Listless, and the representatives of Starbucks. They had with them a woman I could not get out of my mind. Sheila, the singing Sherpa. Even now, her dulcet tones haunt my memory. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. Yes, even a crap song like Feeling sounds like frickin' angels on high when she sings it. Hey, 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 Grantham, you're really picking up the vernacular there. Grantham, you're talking real good now. Oh, yes, and I have you to thank for it. My study of you and Guido has yielded much new information. Uh, just out of curiosity, you've never studied us, you know, doing it? Uh, Doing it? Yeah, making the beast with two backs. Huh? Going for a roll in the hay. A what? You know, climbing Mount Baldy. I thought this was Everest. Oh, never mind. What's that? Well, it seems to be coming from over there by that nightclub. (laughs) Nightclub? You mean there's already a nightclub up here? Indeed, there was already a nightclub on the top of Mount Everest. It was Plucky Pete's, and so far it had played host to a total of zero customers. Who was Plucky Pete, and why did he have a nightclub in this frozen netherworld? Our heroes are about to find out as they enter the dilapidated structure. Hello? Anybody home? Oh my goodness! I haven't seen anyone from America in a long time. Well, I don't know how you could see anybody from way up here anyway. I beg your pardon? Never mind, fella. You look up clueless in the dictionary, there's Geraldine's picture next to it. Really? Well, let me check. Oh, yeah, here we are. Clueless. No, I'm afraid there's a picture of Deborah Norval here. Oh, well, I stand corrected. Um, sir, who are you? My name is Peter Hillary. Peter Hillary? Son of Edmund Hillary, the first man to conquer Everest? The very same. Can you imagine what it's like growing up with the first guy on Everest as your father? How impossible is that to measure up? You think it's tough having an older brother as a star on a football team. Well, I don't have an older brother. Well, what about you? Well, I had an older brother, but he was in waste management. Yeah. Well, never mind. You get the metaphor. So, in 1990, I, too, climbed this mountain. Oh, yes. I read about your successful climb. Yeah, well, once you finally get back at your dad by climbing Everest, I knew nothing I would ever do would compare, so... <laughs> what? You, you peaked. Get it? Uh, peaked? 
and the because of the peak and the Everest and the. So I just stayed here and opened Plucky Pete's, and I hope for the best. But now that you two have arrived, perhaps together we can make this nightclub a growing concern. Well, we got us a singer right here. Really? Let me hear. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. Oh, that's beautiful. It is? Yes, I've never heard such beautiful singing. Mind you, my judgment may be impaired. Why is that? Oh, you know, being mentally ill from living in complete seclusion for ten years on top of the world's highest mountain. Right. But with her voice and my tinkling on the ivories... Uh, uh, dude, I think it's just tinkling the ivories. what I say? You said tinkling on the ivories. Oh, well, I do that sometimes, too. I am insane, after all. Yes, I see. <laughs> what the... What the... What, what, what are you laughing at? Oh, never mind. Let's just get going on our new nightclub. Not so fast. Yes, it was Miriam Emasculate, CEO of Starbucks, determined to have her establishment be the first gathering place on Mount Everest. She summons her obsequious assistant, Jenkins. Jenkins! Yes, Miss Miriam? Craving me for double decaf lattes on Everest. Well, how do I do that, Miss Miriam? I don't know. Use your imagination. Yes, Miss Miriam. But oh, how I fear using my imagination, for when I do, my thoughts turn to my feelings for Miss Miriam. Oh, I know that beneath her hardened exterior lies another layer of hardened exterior, beneath which is still a third layer of hardened exterior. But beneath that, oh, beneath that, is even more hardened exterior. But beneath that, oh, that is where her beauty lies. Yes, Mr. Lafarge. Yes, it was Arnie Lafarge, famous rogue racketeer and world champion cheese wrestler, along with his assistant and biographer, Lisless. Did you hear all of that, Lisless? Sure did, Mr. Lafarge. Ah, Jenkins is a man in love, and a man in love cannot be trusted! A man in love is weak! A man in love can jeopardize everything we have worked so hard to... Achieve. Oh, no, boss. Are you telling me that a man in love could get in the way of subterfuge? I'm afraid so, Leaseless. Your beloved subterfuge no. is no. at risk. Not the subterfuge. Not the subterfuge. Leaseless, <laughs> get a grip on yourself. But you told me that would make me go blind. Oh, if you look up idiot in the dictionary, there is your picture next to it. Sorry, carrot top! But, Misslers, let us not forget that it was Sheila the Singing Sherpa who guided Team Starbucks up the mountain, and now she was within steps of her beloved Grantham. Strangers in the night, exchanging glances. Strangers in the night, what were the chances? We'd be sharing love before, before the, the night was through. Uh, what? Uh, what? Whose what? side are you on, anyway? Oh, yeah, um, Grantham, we had a deal. You're helping Geraldine with her nightclub act. Yes, of course. Oh, Sheila, to be so close to you, and yet our associates are sworn enemies. I know, Grantham. It's almost too much to bear. Oh, I feel we are star-crossed, like, like a Capulet in a Montague. Like a Hatfield in a McCoy. Anyone else? Uh, like Tony and Maria. Like Woody and Mia? Like George Bush and Tony Blair. Folks, why not enter the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show Name a Star-Crossed Couple Contest. Second prize is two free satellite TV hookups for your home. First prize is no satellite TV hookups for your home. 
We would like to thank Adelphia Cable for their generous support of the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show. And now, back to the program. Well, Edwards, each team worked furiously night and day as it turned out that both the newly remodeled Plucky Peach and the first Starbucks on Everest were opened on the same day. Plucky Peach was struggling as the power of Starbucks was unstoppable. Before long, huge crowds were making the journey to the mountaintop, which was now completely habitable thanks to my air thickening device. Look at these crowds, Jenkins, my does the heart good to know that people will climb 29,028 feet to pay 450 for brown water. <laughs> yes, Miss Miriam. You know what, Jenkins? What, Miss Miriam? I'm feeling frisky. Go ahead and peel off one of those layers of hardened exterior. Really, Miss Miriam? Go for it. Ow, ow, ow. Ah, yes! Oh, <laughs> Miss Miriam. That'll do for now, Jenkins. Lafarge! <laughs> Yes, Miss Miriam. This place is getting pretty populated. I declared a republic. Draft up an interim constitution. Oui, Mademoiselle Miriam. Yes, yes. Yes, boss. Take notes. This is the new interim constitution for Mount Everest. Radio, boss. First, we better get something down about le gay marriage, or there will be hell to pay later. Right. So where do we stand on the issue? Well, if they get to the top of Everest without the bickerings, then eh, c'est la vie. We'll marry them. Check. Wait, next, let's put in a clause where you don't have to be born on Mount Everest to be president here. Okay, to call it the Terminator Clause? Indeed! (laughs) Now, what else? (gasps) Wait, every citizen of Mount Everest Uh shall be issued teeth-whitening strips. Woohoo, it's about time someone kicked America's butt on the whole teeth-whitening issue. Yes, Never know how much I love you. Hold on, listen. The entertainment she has begun. It's Sheila, the singing Sherpa. Never know how much I care. And when you put your arms around me, I get a fever that's too hard to bear. You give me fever. Obviously, Sheila the Singing Sherpa was a hit. Meanwhile, over at Plucky Pete's, Grantham, Guido, and Geraldine are dejected. I feel so powerless. I am this close to acting out in some Neanderthal way as befits my ethnic stereotype. I guess we have to face it. The Corbett monolith of Starbucks has beaten us. Come on, guys. What do you say we do a little number anyway? What? Now maybe it'll help take the blues away. Go ahead, Dumpling, sing. You mean it? You bet I do. Okay, here we go. Give me a high L note. An L note? Yeah, you know. Oh, oh, gotcha. Listeners, something magical happened. No, 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 politicians didn't suddenly have integrity. Not that kind of magical. Something magical and self-serving, the way we like it here. What happened was, passers-by began to hear Geraldine singing, and they simply could not believe their ears. Good evening, 
Nepalese Evening News. Our top story tonight, the hottest attraction on Mount Everest these days is Geraldine, the nightclub singer who's so bad, she's good. I mean, we were over at Starbucks listening to a really classy singer, she was singing Sherpa. Yeah, she was real good, but quality can only get you so far. Yeah, I like stuff that's really crappy, it's fun! Yeah! Don't miss our special in-depth report tonight, Why America Loves Things That Suck. From Knight Rider to American Idol, we'll examine how the bar keeps getting lowered and we just sit back and take it. Thank God for the news. At least that's quality entertainment. Back to you, Corey. Whoa! Well, thank you, Susan. And now, back to the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show where Geraldine's singing has put Plucky Pete's on top and Starbucks goes belly up. Oh, curses, Jenkins! Starbucks is finished on Everest. Now we'll have to be content with opening stores across the street from each other back in America. Yes, Miss Miriam. We have no choice but to leave this place right now. Lafarge! Listless! We yes, Madame Miss Miriam. Miriam. We're going! Jenkins! Yes, Miss Miriam. Give me back that layer of hardened exterior. I'm going to need it now. But Miss Miriam... Just do it! Yes, Miss Miriam. Sacred <laughs> <laughs> blow! Meanwhile, Grantham and Sheila, the singing Sherpa, have stolen away for a stolen moment. Reunited and it feels so good. Reunited cause we understood. Oh, Sheila. Oh, yes, Grantham. How does it feel to have a name that's generic for woman in Australia? Huh? Oh, sorry. I mean, why do we have to meet secretly like this? Oh, Grantham, if your friend Guido saw us together, it would be the end of us. Oh, but now no one is hearing your beautiful voice. It's the way of the world, Grantham. It's like they taught us in the peaceful Zen monastery. Oh, yes. What did they teach you in the peaceful Zen monastery? People with no quality if it jumped up and bit him on the ass. Associate Professor of history wanted associate professor of history oh gosh the job market's really booming on everest now i'll say sheila i've given guido and geraldine their dream let them keep my air thickening device why don't you and i return to the croydon estates oh grantham do not ask me to choose between you and my life's calling to guide people up mount everest while singing okay except i sort of just ask you to choose between them oh I'm sorry, Grantham. I cannot. Oh, so, so which one are you choosing? Oh, sorry. Not you. Oh, but, but Sheila. Goodbye, Grantham. Goodbye. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Oh, oh my. Oh, jeez. Sorry about the dame, Grantham. Oh, hello, Guido. Believe me, bud, they'll all break your heart. Oh, I suppose. But even Jenkins got to the first hardened layer with Miss Miriam. Ah, those corporate chicks are easy. Come on, let's go, kiddo. No, Guido. You and Geraldine stay with Plucky Pete. You made a home here. Well, what about your air thickener? Ah, you keep it. You've taught me so much, you daffy bastard. (laughs) There you go. Well, I'll be headed down now. Are you sure you can make it alone? Does the Pope go in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) Pope go in the woods. You're all right, Grantham. See you later. Goodbye. And so, Grantham made his way back down Mount Everest without his air-thickening device. Oh, so tired. Can't go on. And then... Climb back down every mountain. Is that... Can it it be? Ford every stream. She loves the singing Sherpa. Follow every rainbow. Till you find your dream. I couldn't let you go it alone. Sheila, you, you, you freaking rock! And so we return you to the sitting room at the Croydon Estate, where Edward Edward Edwards has finished reading Grantham's latest letter. Thank you, Corey. 
And that, dear friends, was the last I heard from Master Grantham. I assume he is wending in his way back home as we speak. I certainly hope so. For what is a manservant to do without a man to serve it? Well, until then, I shall remain your humble servant, Edward Edward Edwards. Oh, sorry, pussy. You know, we've been doing this sorry pussy gag for ages now. Same old thing where I sit on the cat and the same old tired cat screeching effect. Say, Corey, do you think we could do something a little more with it? I don't know. Let's check with sound designer Dick Schroeder. What do you think, Dick? Yeah, give me that cue again. Very well. My name is Edward Edward Edwards, and I'm sitting... Oh, I say, that's more like it. Sorry, pussy. So, so, sorry, pussy. P to the U to the SSY. I'm sorry, pussy. I'm sorry, pussy. Oh, what do you think, Corey? It's certainly the hizzle with the fashizzle. Oh, my. This has been the Grantham Croydon All Wonder Adventure Show. Until next time, don't believe everything you say. Yo, take it away, Iceman. Word. It's the Grantham. Signing off in three, two, one.